السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم تسليم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أجمعين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين and these gatherings and the short time that we have in them it is of the utmost importance that we strive internally to be present with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these are very important times of the week this is later to Jumu'ah and in general we should try to always be present but especially when we are in a gathering of remembrance uh, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reflecting upon our Prophet sallallahu supplicating our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking his forgiveness sending salawat upon his Habib sallallahu alayhi wa together on one heart and inshallah ta'ala that these are some of the most precious moments that you and I have in life whereby we are exposing ourselves to the sweet breezes of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we hope that he will accept us and we hope that we will all receive great blessings that will transform us and help us here in this world. But most importantly, help us that when we are taking our last breath and transitioning into the next world. And we hope that it will help us, inshallah ta'ala, and be a means for us to meet our Lord in a good state. And to be reunited with our loved ones. And that after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one should be more beloved to us than Rasulullah the best of creation, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And one of the very important aspects of his deen is that you and I understand very clearly everything that we do here in this world and how it relates to our ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to have him be pleased with us, to draw near to him, to come to know him, to enter into his paradise and to experience eternal bliss and to receive reward for what it is that we did here on earth. This is the ultimate goal. This is the end of all ends. This is what everything ultimately is about. And everything that we should do, and may Allah forgive us for all of the times that we fall short and we fall short day in and day out. May Allah forgive us for not understanding this and not putting it into practice. Everything that we do in life, ideally, should be in preparation for that ultimate goal. Should be for that reason. This is what should motivate us to do everything that it is that we do. And this is not just in terms of the religious things that we do. Every aspect of our life in reality is religious. We do not actually differentiate in that way between something being religious and that for the world. By way of intention, if we're doing what it is that we're doing, and of course, it has to be something permissible for us to make a righteous intention behind it, and thereby that it will change from being permissible to something else, that it could actually even become an obligation. And in other instances, it will still be recommended. But it has to at least be permissible so all of our pursuits, everything that it is that we do, ideally, we should be doing it to draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to come to know Him. Everything that we do. And this is also the case 
although sometimes we forget with everything that we do religiously. Sometimes we get caught up in the weeds. We're doing a particular service. And sometimes it's when we are actually even maybe studying sacred knowledge. Or it could be if we're worshiping. Or it could be if we're helping someone else. Or that we are calling people to Allah. Whatever it is that we're doing. Sometimes that we forget that what we're doing is a means. All of the times where we show good character to people, where we fulfill people's rights and we're in service of our parents, friends, neighbors, and so forth and so on, all of humanity. We forget sometimes when we're doing that what it ultimately is about. All of what was mentioned are means ultimately to draw near to Allah and to come to know Him. And even when we are doing something that seems like an end in of itself, like studying sacred knowledge, like worship, even those are means. And it, those are the easiest things for us to forget that they're actually means. They're important and we have to do them. But as we learned recently, we're not supposed to rely upon them. They are means for us ultimately to come to know Allah. And when we remember that and we are aware of that, then it will be unveiled for us one of the very important principles of spiritual chivalry, of futuwa. And this is for a servant to seek knowledge of Allah through the knowledge that he's seeking of the religion. And this principle is a very lofty one. And at times it's important that we read about very lofty principles. And we also have to be careful to not make claims that just because you are talking about it that somehow that means that you are experiencing it. This is the danger. Sometimes you have an ability to talk about something and then you think that wrongly that, oh, that's a part of me because I'm able to talk about it and nothing could be further from the truth. Just because you understand it and can talk about it doesn't mean that it's part of you. There are many people who cannot articulate spiritual realities, that can't articulate principles of the deem, but they're in them. And that's really actually what's more important. And so they used to say, may... Allah not make our portion the laqlaqat al-lisan, just simply the moving of our tongue. May when we talk about these meanings from the blessing of coming together for His sake and the blessing of what we hope that these gatherings are connected to the gatherings of our teachers and that we hope that we'll receive a portion of what descends in their gatherings, in our gatherings, from His bounty. And we hope this, that inshallah from that we hope that it will translate into action and it will permeate our hearts, bi-ithnillahi ta'ala. So this next principle is very lofty. And it starts with that. Is that and يطلب العبد في علمه المعرفة Is that a servant seeks knowledge of Allah through his knowledge. So here what is specifically understood someone that is learning sacred knowledge of the religion. The goal of that ultimately is to attain معرفة Knowledge of Allah. And everything else, as I mentioned, everything else that we do in life, the goal ultimately is knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so when that we learn, this helps us keep the right perspective. It helps us focus on the knowledge that we should be focusing on. And if you look at the articulation of Imam Ghazali's Ilm Tariq al-Akhirah, the science of the way to hereafter, it helps us greatly choose very carefully what it is that we study, what it is that we spend our time doing and making sure 
in the limited hours that we have to learn that we're learning what is most important based upon our own specific situation and the people around us in our time. What is most beneficial for us and the people that are around us? Because knowledge never ends. You'll die and you only will know very little. No matter how much you learn, there's more that you could possibly learn. So that we seek knowledge of Allah through our knowledge. And then he goes on, and I will mention what he says here, just so that we can know these things exist. And I'm not going to comment on them because that I learned this beautiful expression from Sayyidi Amjad. It's like being an atrash bezeffa. And an atrash bezeffa, as I understand it, someone who's deaf, is that right? So someone who's that deaf and at a wedding. And so that, you know, all the men are like dancing together and celebrating with the groom and so forth. And then someone is deaf and they can't hear the beat. So they're totally offbeat and they're dancing all wrong and that type of thing. Right? And then our teachers out of their adab, when they used to read that kalam kabir of the arifin billah, like very lofty words, they would say, This is a language we don't understand. And this is that for their right, that out of their uh, humility. But Imam al-Sulim then goes on to say, is that then they seek fi ma'rifatihi and mukashafa. They seek mukashafa that with their ma'rifa. And I'm not even going to translate the words because I don't even know if that translation is really what he's intending. And then that with their mukashafa they seek mushahada. Ma'at-tahakkuk, like being realized within them. And they come to the conclusion and know for sure that no one will ever truly know Allah. Only Allah knows Allah. And then the anecdote that he gives here is one of the righteous. Is that he says that Allah permitted creation to learn knowledge of all different sorts, but specifically here, religious knowledge. And then he says that he singled out the awliya, the righteous, the saints, Allah's friends, bil ma'rifa, bil ma'rifa, knowledge of him, gnosis. And he singled out the asfiya, his select chosen servants. And the way he's using it here is that this is even in higher rank. This is the elect of the awliya, bil mukashifa, with this important word, mukashifa, and that these realities. And then he singled out his ahibba, which is even higher than his asfiya. So this is the elect of the elect of the elect with mushahada. And you might translate that as divine witnessing. Again, we're just translating what he's saying here, but it helps us to know there's these ranks of the righteous, the awliya, the asfiya, the ahibba, those who are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we all should declare in our hearts right now that we love all of them. Whether we know them or we don't know them. Those that are from the past, from the Ummah of our Prophet, and all of those who existed from Adam السلام, until now, and those that will come until Yom Al-Qiyamah. We love all of them and honor them and want to be with them and see them and be reunited with them. And hopefully that they won't turn the other way when we come to our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala on Yom Al-Qiyamah. So that you and I should love them and learn these things. And then he says something here that was really deep. As he says, so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is, is veiled from all of his creation in reality. Only Allah knows Allah. He says because that when his awliya come to know him, 
then they become bewildered after coming to know him. And that when that they receive Mokashafa, then they think that things have been unveiled to them and then they actually feel veiled. He said, and then when they are in a state of divine witnessing, is that then they will all of a sudden be destitute that of their spiritual vision. And so he said here in that this is for us to know that everything that we can attain and what Allah has permitted us to attain is great. But ultimately only Allah knows Allah. And we have to maintain our state of servitude. And this should not depress us or that remove our spiritual aspiration. On the contrary, we must believe these righteous folk when they say the most beautiful and the loftiest and best reality of all is to know Allah and then everything that comes after it. This is why he's telling us, motivating us, this is what we should be seeking. And we have to hear that time and time again. And even if when we think about that, what does it mean to know Allah? I don't understand. But if we keep doing what it is that we can do, and Allah is more generous than to cause us to hear this, and to have the heart connect to it, and to have him be asked for it time and time again and not give it to us even if it means that our soul departed from our bodies and we're on the way to the grave. And one of my favorite lines of poetry of all is that one of the righteous said, لو لم يرد ما أطلب ما أرجو وأطلبه من فيدي فضلك ما ألهمتني الطلبة لو لم ترد Were you not to want to give me what I am hoping for and what I want? From the outpour of your bounty, you would not have inspired me to even ask. So one of the great signs that Allah wants to give you something is that he attaches your heart to a specific request. And we should ask for that when we break our fasts. We should ask for that between the adhan and the iqama, and the iqama and the takbirat al-ihram, and then in the last sitting of the prayer before you send salams, and on the day of Jum'ah, that before Jum'ah, and when the imam sits down, and right after Jum'ah, and the last hour of Jum'ah, and all of the other special times, when it starts to rain, and so forth and so on, and gatherings at night, in the last third of the night, and so forth and so on. Ask for what Allah Taala puts in your heart, and what learning this these meanings does for us is that it actually helps us learn what it is that we should ask for. And even though we might be distant from it, we realize it's not our actions necessary that are going to get us there. It's not our actions. It's the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if Allah wants to give us that great blessings, He can give those great blessings to us if He chooses to, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the greatest keys to that is adab. Is to have adab with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is something that our teacher said. Is that أَكْثَرَ الْمَوَاهِبَ الرَّبَّانِيَةِ adab Is that most of the divine gifts, Allah bestows them due to adab. Manners, having etiquette, propriety is that you cannot come close to Allah without adab. As you get closer and closer, you have to have more and more adab. More and more adab. And every single individual teaching of the Prophet ﷺ ultimately is adab. It's all adab. 
from beginning to end, and there are ranks. And if you approach the sacred law like that, you will have a very different look at something that is makru, that is offensive legally. You won't just say, oh, it's just makru, I'm going to do it. No, you will try to even rid that from your life eventually. You won't approach the permissible in the way like, oh, it's permissible, so I'm just going to do it and indulge. You will put everything in its proper place. And so, inshallah, may Allah ta'ala bless us to come to know these meanings and to that internalize them and to live them. Inshallah ta'ala, may Allah bring them to life in us. Bi khayrin And bless us all, be people who come to know Him. And inshallah ta'ala, be close to the people that, knew, know, that, that, that do know Him and to learn from them how that we should be so that we can come to know Him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.